Welcome to Sold Out Sports Talk with your host, Roman Gabriel III. Up-close conversations with high-impact personalities from the world of sports and entertainment. Follow Roman on Twitter and Facebook at Roman Gabriel 3. Now, Roman Gabriel III. Welcome back to Sold Out Sports Talk on American Family Radio. Wow, I'm with a guy who says he's 13 years, but he looks like he's a rookie. <laughs> I appreciate Rizzo that. Alexander, Buffalo Bills, and uh, best dressed in the place, too. I like it. Yeah, trying to, you know, show out. You know, you're going high 60s on me. You know, I can remember my dad wearing something like that, having a little, not the color, but the, right. well, the, the skinny tie's back in. It is back in. Uh, you know, shout out to my uh, fashionista, yeah. uh, Bushra, that helps me uh, with all my suits and stuff. What are you doing here? Um, you know, hanging out, um, really, um, down here with the NFL player engagement, um, uh-huh. doing some work with the broadcasting boot camp segment of it, uh, just working on some things that I may want to do when I'm done playing, and yeah. it's a good, good chance to get on, get some reps, get some great feedback. And then also with the NFL PA, I'm one of the executive committee members, so we'll have some events throughout the day and throughout the week as far as some things I have to attend to. You know, that's the advantage of being a veteran in the NFL is, uh, is you do have opportunities to of leadership opportunities right. to get involved with things that could be helpful at the end of your career. And mm-hmm. I know this is something that, that you were probably told when you were younger, but bottom line is is you never know how long you can play in this league. No, not at all. 13 is a is a is unbelievable. Um, what's different now for you in your mindset going forward? You talked about later, you know, later what are you going right. to do after football as opposed yeah. to when you were a couple years in? Um, it's perspective. Um, you know, I, I understand what's important now. I think when you're young and just for, you know, getting into the league, it's all about me, 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 me. And now that I have a family, I'm married. Right. Um, I'm always thinking about, about them and how I can provide. Um, and then my transition. Um, I think when you're young as well, you think this is never going to end. And as you get older and, and see guys that you know that are really, that play really well or, you know, Hall of Fame caliber guys, you see them start transitioning out. You know, it starts to become more of a reality that this is not going to last forever because we've all been doing this at such a young right. age. So just working on some things that I can uh, possibly do when I get away from the game because we're all more than just one thing. I'm more than a football player. And I'm um, just trying to see where else I may have some passion um, in life as far as doing it as a career. Well, Alexander with a sold-out sports talk on American Family Radio. Uh, wanted to ask you, you know, our program is about telling players and stories, coaches' stories, and right. about giving guys an opportunity to speak about what they have a passion about. And we always like to ask players this because we want them to, to talk about what they love to talk about. But uh, for you at 13 years in, what, what it, when I say faith, family, and football, what's right. that mean to you? That's how I prioritize my life. Um, I didn't always live that way, um, but coming in the NFL – and when did I get in the league? 2005. Um, you know, was in Carolina, then got cut for various reasons. But God had his, his hand on my life and placed me in Washington, where I came across guys like James Thrash, uh, Randall Lale. Um, and then we had a, 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 our team chaplain, uh, Pastor Brett, who was phenomenal as far as just uh, delivering the gospel and the message of, of Christ. Um, and also during that time, Sean Taylor passed yeah. away. Um, you know, unfortunately, and all those things kind of coming together really made me start, you know, looking to the within, you know, why am I here? Why am I, why am I doing what I'm doing? What's, what's my impact? Um, and I came to the conclusion it was to live for Christ. You know, after all that help, that leadership, that mentorship, that discipleship, getting from those guys and having that tragic incident happen in my life to kind of wake me and shake me, um, really made me change my focus, uh, more of a Christ centered, life less about who who i am but trying to live out who he is every day in my life and making it all line up and obviously none of us are perfect we're all sinners 
but just daily, you know, dying to myself and trying to become more like his image each and every single day. You mentioned a guy that's very special. Uh, I covered him for the first time in 2005 at the Super Bowl, Antoine Randall. Yes. We got to know each other very well. And uh, if you're going to have a mentor, a guy can, who can hear the ropes of what uh, balancing this career is, he does a pretty good job. Yeah, he does a great job. And, and AL obviously has an awesome story in his, in his own right. Um, and, and just being able to see him live it out daily. I mean, we, you know, you walk into the locker room and in the NFL atmosphere, everything is about winning and performing and production. And when I wasn't uh, a Christian and I would see him operate each and every single day, no matter we won, lost, he had a good game, bad game, uh, maybe, you know, something happened at home, a child was sick or something, he came in the locker room with the same light. Uh, the same peace over his heart and, and I wanted I wanted that because I would wake up most right. a lot of mornings and like have a need uh, uh, you know kind of like a hole in your heart essentially well there's and anxiety it was a field, right exactly all that stuff and this guy just seemed it nothing affected him you know so just being around him the more I got to know him and obviously the more he shared with me I understood Christ was his rock and that's what he was standing on and that's where his heart was surrounded around so it, it all made sense as, as I've grown as a Christian. Buffalo Bills, Alexander on Sold Out Sports Talk on American Family Radio. And, you know, as it doesn't matter what era of players I've dealt with. My dad played in the 60s, 70s. I played in the 80s. And then I've covered you all from then to today. But the one thing I do see is if you don't have someone when you come into the league that you're fortunate enough that can right. be that mentor to show you how the game's played, mm-hmm. to pass on some knowledge and wisdom, uh, it's a very difficult atmosphere to live in for long. Yeah, it definitely is. And, I, and as I mentioned earlier, I've had a lot of great mentors. The guys' names, you know, James Stans, Ronaldo Wynn, um, Antoine Randall-Lell. Did you say Ronaldo Wynn? Yeah, I know Ronaldo Wynn. Good win. friend of mine, man. I've had, I see, I've had a lot of great brothers wow. in my life. London Fletcher. I mean, just a lot of strong Christians wow. in my life that I've been able to come in contact with. And then over those years, you, you all of those guys are mentoring me. Then you, you get peers that are on the same level, like Sam Acho or Matthew Slater. Guys of, of that elk that oh, you kind of awesome. you you put your arms around and you just continue to build and they hold you accountable and you know you just all working together for the better of the kingdom. You're you're talking about guys that are like uh, without bragging, uh, you know, spiritual icons in the NFL. Guys yeah. that really yeah. have been those people that have led the way, right? And I've and I've been wow. fortunate enough to be around those guys and get to know them and uh, call them my brothers, call them my friends. So, do you feel responsibility at this time, you know, late in your career? Oh, to yeah. be that to younger players today, is that something that's really important to you? Oh, yeah, I mean, most definitely. And it's really all about just showing up. You know, we talk about being a professional, um, you know, as a football player, but I like to be a professional in life and, and being a professional Christian as far as how I live my day every single day. So one day you're not going to see me saying, hey, you should live your life, you should be faithful to your wife, and then at night I'm out at the club and I have a, uh, another young lady with me. Uh, you know, that doesn't add up. Right. Right. You know, and you see that sometimes. So my thing is, is trying to be consistent every single day. So guys see it, that it's genuine and it's who I am. And it's not something I'm trying to be in the light and in the dark. I'm something else. So it's right. all about consistency. So I do feel that responsibility on my team. As we were talking off air, I am the oldest guy. Yeah. And I'm just trying to live my, my life in a certain way with my wife, with my kids that it's going to inspire other guys to figure out what is it about me, just like I did with Antoine Renalel, that has me living this way. And when we live in a world that says you should do whatever you want to do, you should indulge in whatever you would mm-hmm. like to indulge in. Um, and, and that's my whole goal, because I'm not going in there uh, Bible thumping. Sure. I'm building relationships. 
I'm living it. Building relationships. Guys know who I am. And then when I speak to them, they know it's my truth. And I'm or coming they come to you because yeah. they know they can trust you. And they know it's coming from a loving place Yeah. Um, at the end of the day. And that's what it's all about. You're what I call a platform guy. Um, you know, when you get to a point in your in your walk with the Lord, even whether it's football or whether you're you're a policeman or a, a right. lawyer or a doctor, the bottom line is at some point you realize that it's about significance, and it's about how how are you going to use your talents and abilities to impact other people's exactly. lives. So tell me about what you're doing. So what your passion is right now, because I know a lot of guys have foundations. Right? Yeah, yeah, doing? and I have my foundation as well. It's called the Lorenzo Alexander Aces Foundation, and. Um, I grew up in the inner city of, of Oakland, California, oh, yeah. a lot of drug, you know, violence. Um, my dad wasn't in my life in the way a father should be. We've since then reconciled and have a great awesome. relationship. But my uncle Steve, my mom's brother, really uh, filled the gap for me growing up and was that father figure that I could turn to. So all I'm trying to do now is fill that gap the same way my uncle Steve did for me, you know, whether it's resources, as far as giving money, grants, um, mentoring, um, any way I can help a child realize that the spirit they already have inside of them is there and they can see it and they have the greatness that was inside of them help them realize that accomplish their goals and dreams and ultimately come back and do the same thing and then obviously we always ingrade in christ within that because that's part of our foundation of our principles as far as who we are So obviously you have a transition plan what if this is your final year what what are your plans um well right now obviously i'm out here with the the broadcast boot camp i would love to be able to do that once i'm done um i've you know each city i've ever played in i always try to meet the media members our media team and just work with them um ideally my ideal job would be able to host a daily radio show in whatever market i'm living in because the game is taking so much away from my family that i don't want to be like nfl network or espn which i'll do some of that stuff but it has to be yeah it has to be something within reason because my kids my younger kids are nine, seven, and three. Wow! And so I'm coaching now, wow. ten in plays. You know, and they grow so and that fast. Grows so fast. And I really want to be there because growing up, my mom never missed a game. You know, wow. and I can't say that because I've missed games because I have had to travel. But I want to be that type of parent for my kids. Well, it's really, it's really exciting, Lorenzo, to see the priorities and the habits you've built in your life that are going to take you the rest of the way. Um, so many guys struggle with transition because they're so focused on football right they don't realize they could end and then they have no plans uh, yeah. and, and if you have no plans and you don't have a banker and <laughs> right. a base it's going to be <laughs> right. a real shocking deal yeah and you know and I, and I had a, a brush with retirement earlier on in my career i tore my liz frank in 2013 and I, re- I thought about retiring then and i had been doing some stuff but i think that kind of even sparked the fire of making sure I was a little bit more diligent and detailed as far uh-huh. as having that proper plan because it can end at on any play at any moment. You just never know when it's going to come because God may want to move you tomorrow. Uh-huh. Right? You just don't know what he wants to do. So you have to set yourself up so you, that you can be ready to handle that move when it comes. Well, it sounds like to me that God's really blessed your life because you've been open to listen. Yeah. And uh, I tell my kids all the time, never you know, you can have plans. But when God tells you to move, that plan changes. Right. Yeah, yeah. I write, I write all mine in uh, pencil now. Yeah. And on scratch pieces <laughs> of paper I don't care about because he's moved me a, a couple of times already where I didn't think I, I was going to get cut from a team. And boom, I'm somewhere else. Right. And little did I know it was something for something way bigger than playing football. It was about relationships as we talked about already and, and help building people and extending his kingdom to them. Okay, so Buffalo Bills next year. What what's what's what do you think? What, where are we, we at? We want to take another step further. Uh, I think Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean have done a great job of building our roster and team, and they're going to continue to do that through free agency and draft as far as bringing in talented guys, but more importantly, great people. Um they understand the, what team is all about. You know, it's not just about talent; it's much more than that. 
and uh, the leaders on our on our team. We want to help cultivate that, continue to raise the standard. Obviously, we just broke the 17-year playoff drought. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm going to start putting this out. I, want, I need Kyle Williams to come back. Obviously, he's a, he's an sure. older guy in the, in the locker room, and he's up right now, and he's trying to decide what is best for him and his family. But selfishly, I want him back in sure. here to kind of help us continue to take that next step and, and try to win a playoff game now and ultimately end up in this game that's happening this week. Well, Lorenzo, it's been a real honor and a pleasure to have you on Sold Out Sports Talk. Very exciting to hear not only the way you've lived your life, the way God's used you, and uh, your that. plans for the future. You're, you are faith, family, and football, and I'm going to continue to hope and pray that you uh, continue to be that example because in the NFL or everywhere, we need guys that do that. And you just named the guys. That, that <laughs> yeah. It would be hard not to with those right, guys. Right, it's hard not to, right. It, it's, it's, it's pouring out of them. Their cup is overfilling. Thanks for coming on Sold Out Sports. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank appreciate you. Appreciate that. Good luck. Thank you. Welcome to Sold Out Sports Talk right here. My friend just rolled in. Super Bowl champion four times over. But he does so much more than that. Rocky Blyer hey. with us. Rocky, how are you? I'm fine, thanks. It's, it's great to sense. see you again. It's another a year that's gone by. I know. Yeah. And I always look forward to it. You know, once I get I get a chance to come down yeah. and say hi to everybody. Is this the greatest convention of all time, though, really? Come on. I, it really, I mean, it, I, for those who are listening out there and if you're a part of this, you, you have to stand, you know, you're in the industry as they see, so you get a chance to see old faces, new faces, but you get to see players that you only see once in a while because you don't, you, we don't get together that often. And so, yeah, so it's, it's great. And you get to talk about the game coming yeah. up and you talk about football and the changes that take place within, uh, within the game itself. And, uh, are they good? Are they bad? And so it's an opinion. Yeah. It's, I just, I, I had, really I just like had it. an old friend of yours come by and we talked about the Steelers and the Oilers. Billy wow. White Shoes Johnson was just here right before you were here. Was he really? And he was just talking about how intense that rivalry was. Oh, it was but the respect really... that both teams had Very for each much other. So. You know, but it, and so Billy White Shoes <laughs> set the pace. He, you know, he changed the game in, in from a, a fan perspective and from a player perspective. Why? He had white shoes. That was, you yeah. know, and, and and he was a and he was he's a great guy. But he was a character, you know, at, at the time and uh, flamboyant as as he was. And so, oh, no, these it. guys try to do dances today, but his dance was just <laughs> that's he started it. Yeah, I mean, he was in my in my mind and my remembrance. He started this whole movement of. Okay, of so I got dance. a feeling that Chuck Noel probably didn't go for the white shoes program. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're right. But no. you know, wasn't it was was he the first to wear white shoes? Was Joe Namath the first to wear white shoes? Well, yeah, but he wasn't flamboyant. Joe Namath yeah. wasn't necessarily as flamboyant. You know, I don't know that. Then that's a good question. Yeah. You know, it should be researched, and we'll get your guys to research. Well, I know you. I know what color shoes you get as one, and you, and you didn't really care about what shoes you wore because you guys could win no matter what. But <laughs> but let's get back to the to the Oilers. That yeah. was a great. You know, it, it was a great rivalry. One, we were in the same division, so we had to play one another twice, and sometimes then three times, uh, depending on if we got together in the latter part of the uh, of the 70s, that was the case yeah. more often than not. Uh, and, they and you played were, in the championship twice, right? Right, yeah. So uh, people ask me the toughest defense that you had to you know, play against yeah. um, and or the toughest player. And, my, and so I always tell them, 
that Robert Brazil oh, was yeah. the toughest guy that I ever played against. Really? And you go, why? Well, he was six foot four, two hundred and forty, forty-five pounds, which was a huge guy back then, playing outside linebacker, almost like a stand-up right. defensive end. But he was fast and he was quick, and you had to. And so I had to block him all right. the time. He was and like he was, the LT before LT, right? That's right, very much so. And he, you know, and he, and he and he set a path. And I always thought this that if if this if they had ever beaten us in like a championship game. If they ever beaten us to win the, the the division, it would have been Katie by the door. Right. They had the talent to be able to take it then thereafter. And the games between you guys were very tight. Oh, they're always very tight. You know, it was very seldom was it a you know was it a, a, a blowout. But we'd play down there in the Astrodome. Oh my God! Love you, Blue. Right? <laughs> That's right. Pretty crazy. And crazy down there, and it was loud in that Astrodome, and it was a hard turf. Uh, in that Astrodome, and uh, you know it was a <laughs> Love You Blue right. was one, and then they had the Nooses uh-huh. was another one. Oh yeah, so it was. Uh, I was going to ask you. Good. You played against so many great players uh, in that era. I mean, there's just uh, it's the golden age of football. You know, did you uh, whether you're on the sidelines of the Steelers playing the Oilers ever sneak a peek at Earl Campbell? Oh, it's quite. You know, I only wanted to peek at Earl yeah. Campbell. I mean, he was a. It was a it was a huge I mean monster of a you know of a running I, I, every, probably part of their you know part of the part of their downfall was the fact that they had Earl right. Campbell and it's all they did you know was pounded. run or pounded him and pounded him and pounded him and and and, and he could take it I thank God I played offense yeah. I, you know those poor defensive well backs. I was going to ask you as great as your defense was that they, they that was it was all you wanted to to hold him down right oh very much so and so he talked to our defense Mike Wagner you know. His biggest fear of playing it was being alone one on one and having. You to, never knew uh, he was, he, he was going to run you over. over. That's, that's he didn't right. care about moving just, anywhere. No, yeah, right. And just he was he was big. So that that was a you know great offensive weapon that. The, who were some of the had. Who were some of the backs today, Rocky, that you like to watch? You know, I'm going to have to you know, so I'm going to have to go back to the Steelers yeah. and uh, and look at Le'Veon Bell. Yes. And talk about Le'Veon Bell. What an athlete. And what a great, I mean, really is a great athlete uh, and a great running back. And his ability to kind of float and then all of a sudden spring. I mean, he had great acceleration and patience. And And maybe that's the way the game has developed now, area blocking, giving you a chance to move and, you know, whatever it is. He has that, um, the shuffle move that Barry Sanders used to do. Very much so. You know, he's got the little... Boom, and then yeah. he's gone. And Except he can, he's a lot bigger. <laughs> yeah, he's 230 pounds, yeah. I think. Yeah, And you look at him, and he doesn't look like he's that size. But uh, but all of a sudden on that field, man, he just runs over people. I yeah. mean, you have a military background, and then you look at you know your opportunity with the Steelers. And, of course, I can remember you guys came to the Coliseum, I believe it was like 70 or 69, and played the Rams. And at that time, you know, your things were starting to build – um, we handled you pretty well, but it seemed like right after that, things took off for the Steelers, and you, you, you became this team uh, that, that everybody at the time was like, hey, you know, the Steelers have been a laughing stock. Right, it had. So the Steelers, in the first 40 years, from 1933, oh, probably till 1972, you know, were the losingest team in the NFL. And it was always the same old Steelers, wait right. the next year, things will change, you know, we didn't win that many games and so now um and it was it, so now all of a sudden chuck Noll comes in and the draft comes in so he starts 
building pieces. Joe Green comes in, Bradshaw comes in, Mel Blunt comes in, then he goes to Jack Ham, then he's then he's got Franco Harris. Now we got a running game that's you know. Your three years of drafts there were just amazing. Amazing. And so he starts building a team. And by 1972, that was the first time that we won the division, division. and we got into the playoffs. And then in the playoffs, you know, we'd, but it we'd boils down to like one play that kind of changes the mindset. That play goes down in the annals as one of the all-time right. great the comeback. Franco, yeah. The Immaculate Reception. And so all of a sudden there's kind of a belief system, you know, maybe we can win some games. And so then by 1974, we get a chance to win the division again, get to the playoffs and win our first Super Bowl. And the maturation is history, right? right I mean, yes. So tell me quickly why you're here. Um, America's leading veteran hiring solution, Fastport. Tell right. me about okay. that. Okay. So, and part of you know, part of the transition about my military background, but also playing sports, playing professional sports. There's always a transition. You know, you got to leave that sport sometime to then go on with the rest of your life. Right. Uh, and that transition can be very difficult. So, you talk about our military people that have been in in for four years, or five years, or ten, or twenty years, and so now they're transitioning into uh, the rest of their life. How do I take those skills that I've developed within that <coughs> discipline I've had, <coughs> excuse me, and transfer it over into corporate America? Fastport helps you online with that. With excuse me, here you go. <coughs> no, you get me all choked up. Yeah, <laughs> they um, and they have the tools to help that soldier make that transition. Excuse me, my okay. voice is going. Uh, so that's what uh, that's what Fastport uh, basically does. So if one information, and you're a guy, a military person that's mm. looking to transition with this program, where do they go? So you go to Fastport.com. Okay, you go the, take a look at, uh, at at what they have to offer. And so the tools, it's 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 just in a, in in modern day using uh, the the ability to use technology uh, to do developing. In the past, we had to write a resume, right. you know, and all that. Now we can go online, and we've got ways of being able to help you write that resume and to interact with uh, corporate America, in which we've already done in the different disciplines uh, that are out there. Uh, we have partners that will take a look every day at, 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 at the transition of, of military personnel. So Fastport.com. And, Rocky, of course, we appreciate your service to our country and okay. you're helping these servicemen that are giving their lives like you did. I, uh, there's nothing more enjoyable for me than to have the opportunity to reminisce a little bit about some of the greatest teams in the world. I mean, you guys played during a time where the NFL was a beautiful thing. Oh, very uh, much. Without, yeah. without the free agency part of it, which was fun, right? Yeah, very much so. You know, and, and you look at, you know, if you look at that that Steeler team, uh, over that period of time, you know, there was uh, there was 22 players that were consistent that have four Super Bowl rings from those six years, uh, and so that's a core. You know, that that, that wouldn't, doesn't happen today, but it was also a bonding of, of, of players and friendships and families over a period of time mm-hmm. that is that is stuck together. So because they all participated in that success, so that was that was the biggest thing. Rocky Blyer, RockyBlyer.com. Rocky, thanks for coming in. It's always a pleasure. Yeah. Can, do we do we have a second? Do we have a second just to yeah. just to talk about you know we were talking uh, yeah. about heroes in the game. Oh yeah, that's right. Go <laughs> shoot, <laughs> is, shoot. Is that you know one of the reasons that I get a chance to sit down and talk to Roman is because of the fact that uh, we have a wounded warrior 
uh, amputee flag football game that coming is up Saturday. Place coming up Saturday with guys from the uh, NFL alumni participating against them. And it's a great inspirational, emotional game. I've seen this game um, grow over the last five years. You know, the first year we had maybe 1,500 fans. This year we've sold 8,000 tickets. Wow. To help it was big in Phoenix last year, I know. Right, yeah, to help support that cause. And, 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 and a game like that just doesn't happen, but it takes. And obviously, and we have here. some of the guys coming in today, so we'll talk to them oh, about the about football game the, Saturday. Exactly. That's and right. then Coach Dick is doing something tonight with right. uh, Wounded Warriors yeah. as well at, at a party he's putting on. So a lot of stuff going on this week. With Wounded Warriors. Very much so. Uh, and, 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 and part of this is the, the sponsorship of uh, uh, Military Benefits Association, uh, which really takes care of over 100,000 wow. uh, military personnel within their financial needs. They, 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 uh, it's an association that supports uh, organizations like the Wounded Warrior. And so if they want information on this, Rocky, where do they go? Uh, they can go to, uh, you know, they can go to a couple things. They can go to uh, uh, Wounded Warrior um, Project. Amputee, no, not, not the Project. Wounded Warrior Amputee, amputee uh, Flag Football. Okay. Uh, .org, I think that is okay. the organization. You can go to the uh, MBA Military Benefits Association.com right. um, and find out more about this game, but more about what they do and how they support our military out there. Well, Rocky, we appreciate your service. We appreciate these guys' service. And God bless you. Appreciate you coming in. Roman, I appreciate it. You've been listening to Sold Out Sports Talk with Roman Gabriel III. Our podcasts are available at AFR.net. You can follow Roman on his official website, soldouttv.com, and on Facebook at Roman Gabriel III. We'll catch you next time on Sold Out Sports Talk. Your source for faith, family, and sports.